This is the Everything Weight Loss Podcast with Shari Ware, where we talk about everything, all things, anything to do with weight loss, health, and wellness. So today I'm talking to Adrian Hanks, who's an inspirational author, coach, psychotherapist, and speaker. He's also the director of the Blue Wren Foundation, his charity organization, and co-partner of the Corporate Alchemist Project. He shares holistic health and well-being insights, wisdom, and solutions through his writing. And with his 20 years of experience working as a psychophonetics counselor and psychotherapist, leading edge master coach, facilitator, and trainer. There was a lot of big words in there. It's been a big words week. (laughs) He loves to focus on helping people bring more focus and presence and passion, purpose and joy into their lives so they can live life to the full in a more authentic and conscious way. Uh, Definitely um, love all of that. All of that resonates with me. The first thing I want to do is welcome you to the show, Adrian. Thank you for joining me. Wonderful. Great to be here, Shari. Yeah, it's a beautiful, gorgeous day and uh, lovely to be with you here today. Thank you. Um, So the purpose of this episode is because uh, we had a conversation a while ago uh, where I found out about the Blue Wren Foundation and the story behind that. And it was something that I really, uh, really resonated with me. I really loved it. And so I really would love you to tell um, the story to my audience. What is the story behind the Blue Wren Foundation? Look, it, it probably stems back to my childhood um, in some way, Shari, from that, that psycho sort of psycho space where um, my, my parents divorced when I was 10 years old and it wasn't a very um, nice um, separation as a child to go through. I was 10 or 11 years old. Uh, there was some you know, domestic violence in that. Um, so I think somewhere along the line, it's always been in my subconscious around that space. And I know it had sort of an impact on my own relationships through my life as well. And uh, then about 25, 26 years ago, I got very much involved with men's work and started to be, I was part of a a men's group for two years, uh, back in, I think, 1996 or 97, we started. And we met every week on a Tuesday night for two years, seven men, and started a deep dive into what it was to be a man and to work out all those uh, difficult questions. And of course, part of that whole journey was talking about how we are in relationship, and we touched on um, domestic violence, although that name wasn't really spoken about really much back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about seven, six or seven years ago, uh, Rosie Batty came on the scene, uh, who was the Australian of the Year, with her story about her son dying at the hands of her estranged partner. Um, her son died at his hands, and she wrote, um, wrote a very powerful book um, that, I, that, I, that I share, actually, I've got it here. Called a mother's story mm. and uh, I went to her book launch in Brisbane and I managed to spend a few minutes with Rosie just chatting away to her brought the book home uh, read through it for you know, probably about a week uh, to read it and I completed the book and then I gave it to my partner um, Eileen and she read it and both of us were just so deeply moved by the book uh, that I said to Eileen I feel like my men's work needs to go more into that space of working with men to stop some of the prevention of what's happening in, in that TV space, domestic violence space. Mm-hmm. And I remember Eileen, you know, she climbed out of bed. It was a Sunday night, you know, 10 o'clock at night. She came around the side of the bed and she actually went down on her knees and she said, for me and for all the women and people on the planet, 
I really want to challenge you to step into that work deeper. And I can feel the goosebumps coming up as I say those words. Yeah. And I said, okay, I will. Um, so I did. I, I actually got out of bed. I went downstairs. And, and you've probably experienced this yourself, Sherry, but when you're in the zone, the downloading that happens in those times, like it's like writing a book or a poem. It's like, and I just downloaded for probably three or four hours all my experience of 20 odd years working with men's work. I wrote a program, I had everything. The only thing I didn't have was a name for what I wanted to do. And um, so I cut, to cut the um, story a little bit shorter <laughs> is a, a few days later, I was talking to a friend who was in Bellingen. We were on Skype, uh, he had his computer, I had mine, and he was sitting in the bush and we were talking. And he said, Adrian, he said, just a moment. He said, I'm being surrounded by blue wrens. Oh. And we could hear these blue wrens singing all around him. And uh, my friend David said, and do you know the story about the male blue wren? What happens is that male blue wren, who, who is the alpha male, if you like, of the flock, will fly to the front of the flock to protect the rest of the flock against any other larger bird. You know, a crow or whatever it is, it'll yeah. just the fluff itself up, it'll stand and protect. And I just knew in that moment that was the name of the work. The Blue Wren Foundation. Mm. Um, it just landed, you know, Spirit just gave us this name. Uh, it's very iconic Australian as well. It's yeah. got that aspect of that protection. It's very beautiful. It's it's not that big, powerful sort of eagle energy. So it's not overwhelming. It's quite a small bit, but the power behind that. Um, so yeah, the Blue Wren Foundation was born from, you know, Rosie and, and from, from David in, in a sense. And uh, and from then on, we, we got the graphic artist involved and we, uh, we set up a charity, uh, so it's a, a registered charity uh, in Australia. And that was six years ago this month, October, we celebrated six years. Um, oh, wow. Almost to the day, actually. So uh, uh, good, good timing. Yeah, wow. Well, I want to find out more about what the Blue Rand Foundation does specifically. But before we get to that, um, if I was to ask you if you have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I think my persistence in everything I do, um, even when I'm knocked down, I get up again. And if I have a bad day, I get up again. And I just hold that persistence. It's just that, um, yeah, I just keep going. I just, I, if I'm down, I'm up again. If I'm down, I'm up again. And, and I think that's one of my superpowers, the ability to just keep, keep at it, whatever I've focused on. Mm. Um, I just get up and I try again. Um, and I think that's one of my key superpowers. The other is the ability to meditate every day. I think that's one of my absolute, um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the persistence of meditation. Once again, so it's that persistence. Mm. Meditate every single day, having that commitment to meditate. That, that's a big one for me. So yeah. commitment and persistence, I'd say my two key power energies. Yeah, awesome. Great superpowers, definitely. Especially the... Uh, uh, especially persistence because um it can be hard it can be it hard can. Yeah. <laughs> some days i get up and i just want to you know i just wish i was still in the, underneath the doona but uh, yeah uh, but i know once i'm up and i'm in my routine um, and i like to be in the ocean four times a week and i like to meditate every day and i know if i miss a couple of days shari i i feel it within like something doesn't feel right yeah um, so i feel good when i do do it that's my motivation is i know i'm going to feel good if i do it yeah yeah that's awesome. 
Um, so tell us more about specifically what the, what the Blue Wren Foundation does, um, you know, what you have available, how you help people. Yeah, so, so we have our, um, our main program uh, that we, we love to promote. It's called Line in the Sand, the Line in the Sand program. And that's for men to come and do workshops with us. So um, offline mostly, but we also now have online because of uh, what's going on with COVID. And it's about men exploring their beliefs, their attitudes, their behaviors, their actions in relationship, both with themselves and with their partner. Mm. And what, what we share with the men is they do a self-evaluation. We've got a, um, a booklet we use with about 110 questions and some are relevant, some are not. And the men get a sense of which questions resonate with them. Mm. Very subtle um, questions to very quite deep and personal questions. And the men, rather than saying yes and no and ticking, we get them to write a sentence or so about each of those questions that they know they need to delve into a bit deeper. Mm -hmm. So that can be around the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, the sexual, the intimate, the financial, uh, the anger, um, what we call the silent type. You know, there's many ways of being in relationship. Yeah. And there's many ways of stepping over the line in the sand. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's really subtle and unconscious. And other times it's not subtle and it's certainly not unconscious, it's very conscious. And each man's in a different sphere. So we try not to, to deliver a recipe. So we get the men to ascertain what they need to do for their own change, mm -hmm. for their own inner work. And without fail, the men will pick, we ask them to pick three things minimum from those 110 that they know or feel they really need to work on to become a better man. One of our statements is, I know I'm a good man, but I want to be a better man. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that came from one of our participants in Melbourne about five years ago, actually, Michael. Sadly, he died um, last year, Michael, a beautiful man. Um, and so part of his legacy that we carry in the Blue Run Foundation in honor of Michael is we use that statement a lot. I know I'm a good man, but I want to be a better man. Oh, and we all have room for improvement. And, and what we share, Sherry, is all men and nobody is exempt from this i haven't found a man yet if there's one out there please call me i'd love to have a conversation with you but there's not one man and probably a female as well but in terms of what we're talking about now for men either in the past in a relationship or currently in a relationship or sometime in a future relationship all men will step over the line in the sand in one way or mm. another nobody's exempt yeah and if we can teach men to understand explore that and understand that and put resources and things into play into place so they don't step over the line yeah it's going to reduce conflict and so we're all about reducing conflict in relationship yeah. and then hopefully the bigger picture is to stop family and domestic violence but we try not to use that label too much because yeah. oftentimes when men hear that they go back in the cave yes because, because the association of that because of sadly what the media have done around that space um, and you know, and, and some individuals, it's made men really wary of using that language or being in the space. So yeah. we're a little bit cautious about putting ourselves in that arena with other DV um, organisations or, or beliefs, because we know a lot of men that we're looking for may be haven't had the experience of what one might say that you know, particular domestic violence, which is most people think a DV is, you know, fists and hitting and pushing and shoving. Yeah. 
and it's not. It's there's a lot more around that space, and we're trying to bring in absolute prevention yeah. to prevent that getting even to to base one or base two. Yeah, and awareness. I I know. Um, I was very blessed to uh, do a relationship course a few years ago. And what I realised, um, I actually did it with my daughter. I, yeah. I wasn't in a relationship. Um, it was something that was given to me as part of a different program. And I thought, oh, well, let's go and do it. And it just happened to be on Mother's Day. So I thought, well, what better thing to do with my daughter on Mother's Day? Um, and it's one of those cases of you don't know what you don't know. And I learned so many things in that course that I just had absolutely no idea of. And it, it made me become aware of so many things um, that I was not previously aware of in myself yes. um, and, in, and in other people. Um, so there's, there, I love what you do. It's a, it's about bringing greater awareness um, to people, and uh, I feel like it's uh, get, it's it's coming in at a time when um, you know maybe there's not even any any issues so much, but but if you get we were never taught how to do relationships. I don't know about you, but in school I wasn't taught how to how to navigate a relationship or, co or conflict resolution or any, anything like that. So if we're not taught, how do we know? Absolutely. And that's what you're teaching people. And before they get to a point where there could be a situation, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Even just for men to understand uh, what one thing we share with men is uh, a lot of men do anger management programs. And, and, and what we say is anger is what we call a secondary emotion because mm -hmm. uh, underneath the anger there's always another emotion and if you just keep dealing with the anger and you know release anger release anger you're not going to the core issue of actually what is causing the anger that yeah. could be frustration resentment or, or many other things yeah so we, so we also we go behind the veneer we go we deep dive into what's the core of what's really going on with the men yeah. and what we find Sherry, is when the men do our programs or if they work one-on-one -on -one with us with our counselors and they get to know that it's a safe place with other good men they open up and then they can go into the healing process or the uh, exploration process to go inside to ask themselves those questions of how am I in relationship and just we like to bring humor into it as well because it's such a serious sort of yeah. arena so one exercise I don't I'll run workshops on them and I say to men would you date yourself <laughs> one of the questions we ask the men that's a good question and they have to be really serious. You know, why would you date yourself and why wouldn't you date yourself? And that question in itself makes them explore themselves. Mm. And then they realize where they have to change their attitude or their behavior or their um, beliefs because they go, actually, I wouldn't date myself because of that. Mm. Well, what can we do to help you to change that? So yeah. you would go and date yourself. So we were trying to bring a bit of fun into the whole mix as well. It's really important. Yeah, that's awesome. That, make, that got me thinking. Yeah, what yeah. I myself. Yeah. I'll have to think about that a bit more. Some, some days I wouldn't. Some days I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> some days I wouldn't either. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So um, who who would you say this would be? Who, what's the perfect man that this is for? Where, where are they at in their life uh, yeah. for them to get involved with this? I would say for men who are either 
currently relationship or looking to be in the next relationship they want to bring a little bit more consciousness to it you know they don't just want to sit on the study you know watch the simpsons and drink beer you know they want to get into maybe some deeper communication with their partner and and i'll share you know bring the romance back bring the connection back and go to that next level of relationship because when we get it even half right relationships can be so beautiful mm. it's just sadly there's not many great relationships out there because people are simply not doing the work yeah because i will say relationship is one of the hardest initiations we go through <laughs> really like it's hard work if you want a conscious relationship it's hard work i know with my own partner it's like we work at it all the time the yeah. communication you know the, the physical the emotional the mental the spiritual um the intimate the sexual the financial all of those aspects and i i think sometimes it's that it's not that they're not doing the work or they're not prepared to do the work it's that they don't know the work yeah. that they need to do yeah so that's it's having the navigation tools there to show people and say you know here, here's the we're going to set the sat now with you um we're going to give you a few key indicators of how to get there how to explore how to communicate um how to work with your partner um, i have a bit of a, a fun again with the men i say when you're sitting with your partner to have that weekly meeting because we we advocate having a weekly meeting with a partner mm -hmm. is I call it the super glue exercise where the men have three tubs of super glue, one on one foot, one on the other, stamp, stamp, and one on the backside in the chair. <laughs> and you just have to learn to sit and listen. Because <laughs> that's really hard for, for men and women to sit with a partner, particularly if it's, you know, a deep conversation, it's a bit prickly. Um, yeah. You know, if you're talking about who, who left the lid off the toothpaste, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard for men to sit there because, you know, we often feel judged or belittled or, or blamed and all that stuff that, you know, generally men feel. Um, I'm generalizing a bit. So the first port of call is, you know, how do we learn as men to sit still and to listen mm. to our partner without running away or getting defensive? That's really hard work. Mm. That's really hard work. So just spending a few weeks or months on that alone is a huge turning point for most relationships when men can sit in not saying comfortably but sit in that space with a partner for 10 or 15 minutes that, yep. that's a big shift yeah yep. it is um and it's so helpful because a woman just wants to be heard and understood yeah. so. men zip it and just sit and listen you know? <laughs> and just nod and say haha mm -hmm, uh -huh, i hear you, you know? and, and truly listen mm, yeah. yeah so a lot of it so we do we do a lot of practical work um shari you know really practical hands-on um work to help people um, enhance their relationship, to take out the sting, to take out the conflict. So that's what we're all about. Awesome, all right. I've got another couple of questions I wanna ask um, just to really highlight some things yeah. to audience. Um, what would be some of the, the things that you see men do the most that don't serve them in their relationships? All right, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm a straight shooter. Alcohol. Oh. Okay. Eighty percent of domestic violence and conflict in in relationship is alcohol or drug fueled. Okay. Um, I'm talking you know, sort of like heavy end um, conflict, not just sort of you know having a bit of a tiff. Yeah. Uh, is when you know men get fueled, particularly on Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, um, and a lot of that's around sport and activities. Mm. Um, we as men and women too of course but we lose control when we're fueled with alcohol yeah. you know we lose our sense of self 
um, if you like, the the shadow side comes up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, inhibitions drop away a little bit, and yeah. boundaries tend to get pushed. Um, you know, so um, you know that that no that's supposed to mean no, it's like pushed out the side because the alcohol gets in the way. Yeah. So alcohol is a a huge one in relationship. I'm not saying people need to stop. Yeah. The awareness around it, mm. what it's doing at certain times in the relationship. So that's a huge one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the alcohol, you know, like get to understand how alcohol affects each individual. Yeah. What the limits are and how you can have the agreement in the relationship around alcohol. Yeah. Um, so that's one. Uh, the second one is the well, and the, the key one is communication or the or the lack of communication. Yeah. Um, you know, most conflict is the unconsciousness around communication. Yeah. Okay. So we, we teach a lot, a lot about communication. So if there's somebody listening to this episode yeah. um, and maybe they're not ready to reach out yet, um, what's the one action step that they can take after listening to this episode that's going to help them if, they're, if they have identified that, that they're a good man and they want to be a better man? So, so for the men there, I'd say, and the women can do this too, Maybe take that exercise that I shared before about would you date yourself mm. and write down on one side everything of why you would yep. and everything of why you wouldn't. And that'll give you a really good um, self-exploration into what is good about yourself. You know, I'm a good man, but I can be a better man. So, yeah, there's the good. And to become better means you're going to have to change something. Yeah. Or enhance something. And there's probably going to be one or two things on the list. And for those of men that can't find anything on the list, I'm really happy to lend them some because I've got lots of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I've got plenty to work on. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think, Sherry, part of it is being open enough to actually explore. That's mm -hmm. the first key. Yeah. Rather than putting it under the carpet and ignoring it, um, yeah. have the courage and the vulnerability to go and do the self-exploration, identify what needs changing, and then reach out and get support. Yeah. I, I, something that comes into my head a lot of times is that, um, and when you were just talking about that, is that it doesn't, if we identify things that maybe aren't, you know, serving us or aren't, aren't what we consider necessarily good things, it doesn't make us a bad person. No. Um, and that's something for us to remember. So many people, you know, they, they don't want to be completely honest with themselves because they think that when they are, it means they're a bad person, they're, that, that they're admitting that they're a bad person and and it's it's not about that um, at all. It's, yeah, definitely. It is. Um, and part of that, Shari, for us in the Blue Ram Foundation is we have a commitment to the men we work with and the, and the couples and the women we work with that we really try hard not to come from a place of judgment. Mm. And that's our, one of our key tenants in the organization. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's sitting in front of us, uh, we believe in two things, not to judge. Yeah. Transformation is absolutely possible. Yeah, I and love everybody, it. And everybody. Awesome, that's beautiful. Always. Love Always. That. All right, so um, when is the next Line in the Sand program? Well, it's gonna be in 2022. Yep. Um, yep. So a few months. Um, I've got a new advisory board um, happening and we are rebranding at the moment. We are relooking at our message and our website and all those things around it. And we want to get our message absolutely crystal clear uh, yep. with the new um, the new board. We've got the facilitators in place. I've got five beautiful men who I work with as facilitators. 
Um, you know, we've been working this year to get to get that right through COVID and being online. We're creating a new online program. Yeah. Uh, but what we are offering, Sherry, we're still offering one-to-one -one and couples work. Yeah. Um, for those who want to do individual work. And the other thing we are saying is if you're in an organization or a group or even a men's group, yeah. and you'd like us to come in and do a bit of a bespoke um, workshop with you for a day or a couple of days, yeah. reach out to us and we'll come to you and we'll organize something to work with. But yeah. in terms of our public offerings at the moment, uh, we're getting going again because, you know, we're coming up towards Christmas period. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I'd say January, February will be yeah. when we'll be up and running again with our public um, workshops and programs. But yeah. for anybody that would like something private or a small group, please yeah. reach out to me and we can certainly organise something. Awesome. So um, I will, you will give me some links to put in the show notes. So if anybody um, would like to reach out further to Adrian and Blue and Foundation, you'll be able to find those links in the show notes of the episode. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you, and you might have already touched on it, but uh, I like to end all of the episodes with this question. What is the one thing that you want people to know after listening to this episode? That enhancing one's relationship is absolutely possible if you put in the time, energy and commitment. Mm. Yeah. There's my message. Yeah. yeah. And I guess people can't, um, they don't know where it's going to go. It could absolutely. go to places they absolutely didn't even know was possible, which is yeah. awesome. Mm. Beautiful. So thank you so much, Adrian, for joining me today. I'm so glad that we got to got the chance to have this conversation. Absolute pleasure, Sherry. Thank you very much. Right. And I'll see everybody else on the next episode. See ya. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Remember to check out the show notes and if you have any comments, feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you've received value from this podcast, make sure to subscribe and I'd love you to rate and review the show. Have a fabulous day.